Micah chapter 5. I'll give you some time to find it. Say amen when you have it, please, though. I know, Micah, you're like, that's in the Bible? <laughs> yeah. Amen, you have it? Micah chapter 5. That's one person. Micah 5. Amen? All right. Let's read it in verse 2. We're just going to read verse 2. And it says, uh, But you, Bethlehem, this name's hard to say, but Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from old, from everlasting. So let me read it again. But you, Bethlehem, uh, Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from old, from everlasting. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word, God. Thank you so much for this service. I pray that you open up the hearts and the minds, Lord, that we would just receive your word. What a blessing it is to be amongst brothers and sisters so we can get rejuvenated, God, re-energized in your spirit, Lord. And we thank you for what's to come, God. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. So uh, I'm so blessed to, to be here with you tonight. And uh, I love Friday nights. It's one of my favorite uh, times. We have, uh, have a little bit more freedom as far as time goes. Um, although, obviously, I don't want to keep you up too much because I know you guys are tired. It's tough coming on a Friday night. I understand that. Um, it's tough for me, too. Sometimes I have to just go home, pick up my wife, and then come straight here because, you know, I work so far and... Uh, as you guys know, my job moved to Encino now, so um, it's kind of, it's really far. So, um, so yeah, um, today I have the privilege to talk to you about something I, I called Grace Appears. Um, that's nice, right? Bella made that. So, um, yeah, she's at home studying, but um, she made that regardless. So, here we read in Micah chapter 5, verse 2, uh, something really interesting that I think that is going to impact our lives today. I want to kind of take you on a journey a little bit about the life and not even just the life, but just the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, and I've said it here uh, a lot of times, and you, you already know this, Jesus Christ is eternal. He's God, right? But Jesus was, has always been around. The Bible says in Ephesians, I believe, or Colossians, I think, actually, that everything was created uh, uh, for him and through him. And so he's, he's the creator. He's, he's God Almighty, but he's Jesus Christ at the same time who came in the flesh as a man and died for our sins. Amen? So here we read in Micah chapter 5, verse 2, um, something really amazing. Uh, God is talking to this, this, uh, this man named Bethlehem, and, you know, his other name that is hard to say. Um, and he's telling him that uh, although you are little among the thousands of Judah, out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler of Israel, whose goings forth are from old, from everlasting. So he's talking to him about a person that is going to rule 
and has a kingdom that is coming, but that kingdom that is coming is coming from, from old or everlasting. It, it, meaning that it, it's starting to sound a little different here because it's not someone like a descendant that's coming and, and uh, he's, 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 you know, a grandchild or whatever. It's, it's something a little different because he gives the word, you know, from old and from everlasting. What I like in one of the versions that I found, the uh, NASB version, and I asked Cynthia to put it up. I like what it says in the NASB version because it's a little bit more clear uh, in regards to, to the meaning of the word. And you can see here that his goings forth are from long ago, from the days of eternity. So he's talking about a person here that comes from eternity. Praise God. So he's talking about the person of Jesus that's coming to, to set a kingdom, to infiltrate humanity, to come inside the human time and the human space. But he's coming from a place of eternity from long ago. Now, the cool thing about this is that Jesus has been coming to earth before he came in the flesh. Amen. Jesus has been, I'm not talking about like the symbol. You know how we always, uh, you know, find Jesus in the Old Testament. I'm not talking about that. That's fun too. What I'm talking about is a mystery that Jesus has actually come in a person, in a being, and appeared to people in the Old Testament. The thing is that they didn't call him Jesus. They didn't call him Christ. They didn't call him by the names that we know him by. They called him by other names or they called him by what they thought they saw. But it was the person of Jesus because of the language that they begin to use. So I want you to see that from eternity, God, Jesus, has always had an interest in the life here on earth. You know, we always talk about how Adam and Eve messed up. And how they were kicked out of the garden and they did su such bad things, right? And they got disconnected from God. But you know what? I'm starting to realize that God never really left them. I'm starting to figure out that God really never left them alone. That yeah, they had to be out of the garden, but God was still there interested in their lives. God is still interested in the human life. He, that's his family. He's still interested in the person that doesn't know about Christ. He, he wants them to know about Christ. So he never really disconnected from Adam and Eve. He was there all along. And every time throughout history, he infiltrated history. Like from, from eternity, he would just, boom, here I am. Amen? So it's so awesome. The goings forth. I like how it says that, you know. Can you put that back up? The goings forth are from long ago. Like, so goings is more than one time. So goings forth is more than once. It's multiple times. So he was going forward, like going forward from long ago, going to from long ago, from eternity. He has been going to different areas in, uh, of history and of life. I don't know about you, but I find that amazing because that means that Jesus has been interested in us since way before we even existed. He was there in the, in the moments that were crucial for history to bring out the person of Jesus in the flesh so that he can die on the cross for us. 
He was there pinpointing those moments of, of perfection that he needed to appear as, the, as the, the eternal one from those days. He needed to appear to certain people so that they can be set free or that they can receive their calling so that they can, you know, they can go forward and so that Jesus would come later on in history. I find that amazing. The reason I find that amazing is because Jesus didn't just appear out of nowhere. Jesus just didn't come on the scene 2,000 years ago. Jesus has always been around. Jesus is eternal. He's king. He's God. You know this, right? Amen? But I want to show you this. So just not, not just a symbol, but the actual person, the eternal one of Jesus has been around we were uh we were at spanish bible study like i don't know a month ago maybe when this kind of this kind of topic came up and i thought wow i'm gonna do more research on this and we were reading in exodus by the way if you're not going to bible study i really encourage you to go uh some of you like really wanted to go and started going at first and then you kind of you know you got busy or whatever happened, just please, I encourage you to go. Trust me. It's awesome. It's amazing. Amen? All right. I'm going to call you on Wednesday. So, yeah, so we were talking about how in Exodus, well, let's go to it. Let's go to Exodus chapter 3. Now, Exodus, that's the second book in the Bible. Amen? So... Praise God for that. So now you know where Exodus is. So Exodus chapter 3. Let me get an amen when you have it there. Verse 2 through 4. All right, you ready? Look. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of the bush. So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Amen. So we, were, we saw this, and uh, my mom was teaching that day, and, you know, she said, in, in that moment, God revealed to her, that, that's, that's Jesus calling to Moses from the burning bush. Because his language, he starts to talk, and he says, you know, God called him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. The, the person that was in the, in the midst of the bush was what they call here the angel of the Lord. Now, every time that you read the angel of the Lord is someone special in particular. I'm going to show you some other things. So right now you're probably like, I don't know. I don't know if that's Jesus all the way. But, tr you know, don't trust me, but trust the Bible when we read it. And you'll see that, that every time that, that the Bible calls someone the angel of the Lord, with the capital A in my Bible, angel of the Lord, that means that that's someone special. That's Jesus Christ. Now, these things, I'm going to teach you some, uh, some weird words. 
This word is called a theophany. Say that twice. Theophany. Theophania. <laughs> that means that God came in person before Jesus in the flesh. Or what we call sometimes it's a Christophany. That's another funny one. Christophany. Look those words up later. Google them. Um, and what it means is that God is appearing to people in the Old Testament. So he's showing himself in a certain form, but it's not necessarily flesh or it's not necessarily, but it could be sometimes, but it's not necessarily the person of Jesus that came 2,000 years ago to die on the cross. So some people even call it pre-incarnated Jesus. So before Jesus was in the flesh, amen? Okay, now we got that out of the way. That's what this is talking about here. So Moses is, is he's just like in the, in the desert. And, and he's like walking around and he sees a burning bush. So he sees the burning bush that it's burning, but it's not catching on fire. It's just the, 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 the fire is just on the bush. And he goes and he looks to it and the angel of the Lord calls to, to him and says, Moses, Moses. And it says that when, when the angel of the Lord spoke, God called to him from the mist. And then and in verse 5 is really important here. Then he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet for the place where you stand is holy ground. Why? Because God was there. God is, is holy, the holy of holies, amen? He, he, he was there presenting himself in this form. Now, when we think of angel, we think of angel with wings, right? And blonde hair. I don't know, maybe it's just me. Blue eyes, right? Blue eyes, blonde hair, and wings. Like, we got to see, like, there, where's the wing? You know, where's the feathers? And I want to see that. But angel means messenger, that's what it means. Now, there's some angels that have wings, but angel means a messenger from God. And this was the messenger. This was the message. From, the word was here in this bush calling out to Moses. Man, isn't that beautiful? All right. So Genesis chapter 32. That is the first book in the Bible. So this is how I started researching this and kind of studying the Bible. And I, I started noticing that these other areas where this person is appearing, the goings forth from eternity. Genesis 32, verse, uh, verse 24. Amen when you have it so that we can read it. Bible is awesome. It says, then Jacob was left alone, and a man, capital M, wrestled with him until the breaking of, of day. Now, when he saw that, he did not prevail against him. He touched a socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. That was painful. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? I'm sure he knew his name. He said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked, saying, 
Tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. Amen? So, again, hello? There's a person there, a, a supposed angel, right? A man wrestled with him until break day. And he says, you know, I... He says, you, you wrestled with God and with men, and you have prevailed. And he says, tell me your name. He said, why do you need to know my name? And he blessed him there. That, again, is, is that same person going forth, being blessed. By, uh, by uh, Jacob is being blessed by this person, this eternal person that is Jesus. The person of Jesus is appearing to these different people and he's changing their history. He's changing their history and the history of humankind. I, that's why I called it Grace Appears because Jesus in his grace is appearing to people when they least deserve it. They least expect it. I mean, Jake, the reason he asked them, what is your name? Because Jacob means trickster or deceiver. He was like, what is your name? So he forced him to say, I am a trickster. I'm a deceiver. And Jesus there, God there, changes his name to Israel. He changes his name. You see, grace appears. He comes in the perfect moment. Grace is a person. His name is Jesus. He comes in the perfect moment to change your history, to change your life. He came to you in the worst of your moment. You were in darkness. Amen. You were a sinner. You were a sinner. And he came in that perfect moment and he appeared to you and he revealed himself just like he did with these men. Moses had just killed, not just had killed, but he had killed and murdered someone. And he ran away to the desert, and he's in the desert. He's, he's like not Moses anymore, not the same Moses that was in Egypt. He was a prince in Egypt. Now he's out here pastoring some sheep that don't even belong to him. And he's pastoring this sheep, and God calls him. In the, in the, in the moment where you least expect it, grace appears. Amen? All right, let's keep looking at these. Ooh, this is my favorite. Joshua chapter 5. Joshua chapter 5. One in the Bible. <laughs> Joshua chapter 5. Amen? God, I love this one. Amen, you have it? Let's see, let's go to verse uh, 13. And it says, And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, a man, capital M, was stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? So he said, No. But as a commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? 
Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take your sandal off your foot, for the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. Praise God. Come on, give him a hand for that. Wow, Joshua, they're going to war. And he sees this, this, this person, has no idea who it is. He sees this person and, and he has a sword with him and he's a warrior. And, and Joshua asked him, like, who are you? Hey, are you with us? Because, man, you look, we need you. You look like you could, like, destroy some armies. We need you on, on our side. And he's like, no. But I am a commander of the Lord's army. And Joshua, somehow or another, grace appears to Joshua, and he recognizes this person. It's not an ordinary, just angel. It's a, someone else. And he says he fell on his face, and he worshiped. And then this man told him, hey, take your, what's funny, he's like, take one sandal off. He said, take your sandal off. I don't know, you guys figure that one out. Take, take your sandal off, for this place you stand in is holy. Ah, oh, Joshua did so. So here it is again from eternity. God is, is, is coming. Jesus is coming, and he presents himself to these different people that need him. And Jesus has been, Jesus has been around us for a long time. Before he came in the flesh... He has been, when, he, when Gideon, read, read Gideon again with this revelation. Read Gideon. That angel was Jesus. The angel that appeared to Gideon was Jesus as well. The angel of the Lord. And what Gideon didn't deserve it. Gideon was hiding. He was, he was a coward. Grace appeared to him as well and said, men of valor. Men of valor, you are strong. I'm ready to call you. When grace comes, grace doesn't see you how you see you. Grace sees you how God sees you. Strong, valiant, powerful, more than a conqueror. That's how grace sees you. That's what Jesus did every single time he appeared. Every single time. Let's go back. I, wanted, I love this one too. Genesis, Genesis 14. Genesis 14, that's the first book again. Praise the Lord. You there? Verse 18. Oh boy, I love this one. Abram says, Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. I'm done. That's it. What else do we need to know? That's him. Bread and wine? Is that, does that ring a bell to anyone? He was the priest of the God Most High. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tithe of all. Abraham responds with giving to God. Giving to this Jesus, this person. 
But look at Melchizedek, king of Salem, king of peace. Salem means peace, if you didn't know that. Salem means peace, king of peace. A lot of people are looking for peace nowadays. I'm on the journey to find peace. I work in Hollywood-ish area. Hollywood, adjacent to Hollywood. There's a lot of spiritual people out there. Spiritual. A lot less believers in Christ. You say Jesus, they're like, what? Don't say that around. That's a bad word over here. We're spiritual. There's many ways to heaven. Yeah. Um, but Jesus has been appearing since the beginning of time. I believe that when and the Bible says in Genesis that God walked with Adam and Eve, I think that was Jesus. I believe that when the Bible says that Enoch walked with God, I believe that was Jesus. Jesus has been around. Like, a lot of people, oh, his second coming. Man, that's more like his 300th. He's been here. He's never going to leave you. Never going to leave you. He never left his children. Oh, yeah, Adam and Eve got kicked out. They got disconnected from God. They're... Oh, they're just losers. Nope. Not to Jesus. He's like, I'm, I'm after them. I, if I have to appear in a bush, if I have to appear as an angel, if I have to appear however, I may have to, if I have to talk through a donkey to Balaam, I'm going to do it. He's after his children. King of Salem. He, the king of peace. So there's people looking for peace. I'm like, man, I know the king of peace. Y'all looking for, I know the king of peace. The king of peace brings out bread and wine. Which is, as you know, the body of Christ and his blood. If Talk about grace appearing in one moment here. Okay, Melchizedek, by the way, we are all priests. Amen? But we are priests, not from the, from, the, from the line of Levi with the Israelites. We are priests from the line of Melchizedek. And he was a priest and he was a king. It says right there, he was the priest of God Most High and king of Salem. That's you. You're a king and you're a priest. You're royal and you're a priest. That's what God calls you to be. So he, the king of peace... The, the priest of God Most High comes out and says, let's, let's break some bread and drink some wine. Abram understood. That's why he responds with giving him tithe of everything. That's why that response. So Jesus has been involved in your life, in your parents' life, in your grandparents' life. In history, in your ancestors, he's always been around. Now, now in your life today, you're like, sometimes I feel him. Sometimes I don't know. First, don't go by feelings, first of all. Amen? Because feelings, they can betray you. Uh, feelings are okay. Like, God gave you those feelings. But don't go only by feelings. Okay, sometimes you say, man, I went to service and I didn't feel God. 
And I think we expect to, like, physically feel stuff. And you do sometimes. And sometimes you just, you just know by faith that God is with you. Amen? And that's what you, you need to, like, go to. Just know that God is with you. Jesus, imagine Jesus. He's actively showing himself up in all these areas of, of history. Look at what he's doing in the Middle East. I, I feel like I say this every service. I, I just, I'm shocked that he's preaching himself in the Middle East. People are seeing visions and they're having dreams. Muslims that n would never believe if I stood in front of this, they would kill me. But Jesus appears to them and says, hey, I'm the one that you've been looking for. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Why? Because Jesus, the person of Jesus, God, he's been interested in you. He will never stop going after you. You know, that, that's a picture of marriage, or at least it should be. Husbands should not stop going after their wives. Should always try to romance them. We forget, though, right? Husbands, okay. We forget, you know, you know, and the wife tells you, well, you haven't brought me flowers in a little while, like, just randomly. You brought me flowers for my birthday, but that was it. And then you, the next day, you're like, I brought flowers, right? And you go after her. You, you chase. Jesus has been doing that since the beginning. Melchizedek, the king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God Most High, and he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be the God Most High who has delivered your enemies into your hand. Abram had just come from war, and he meets with Jesus, and he, he gets filled up. He's the king of peace. Let's go to Isaiah 9. Just to finish, this will be our last, I promise. At least in the Bible. Isaiah 9. Amen? Isaiah 9. <clears throat> Look at um, all of you should learn, should memorize, or at least remember the reference of Isaiah 9, 6. Okay? That's what we're going to read. So write it in your phone. Uh, and, like, write it somewhere because someday someone's going to ask you, well, how is Jesus God and how is he the Father? You're going to go, oh, okay, let me show you Isaiah 9, 6 and 7. Okay? Let's read it. You there? For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice. From that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. So how is he born and he's the everlasting father? That's the mystery of Christ. That he can be both. 
Because he has been appearing like since the beginning of time. Are you with me? Isaiah 9.6. Remember that. Okay. Don't forget Isaiah 9.6 because it's, it's so wonderful. He's, he calls him, his name will be Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So someone says, Jesus is not God, Isaiah 9.6. I say, that's not, he's not talking about, nope, it's right there. Until us a son will born, Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. And then he still at the end says, upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice. From that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. The jealousy of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Amen? All right. So, to finish, I, I believe this is kind of like something that we should keep in our hearts, forever in our hearts, because grace has appeared in our life. His name's Jesus. And he continues to appear in our life when we need him the most. Amen. But from the beginning of time, anytime the angel of the Lord, anytime somebody had an encounter with, with a person from heaven that, that, that impacted history, it was Jesus. Abram was, I think, 100 years old, and Sarah was 90 when God came to visit. It says that God came and that Abraham now saw him, and he, he fell at his feet, and he, he begged him, Lord, please stay with us and eat with us. Like, you know, like, like God stayed there to eat with him. And so they, they had a feast, and Sarah was cooking, and they ate together. And then what happens is, God begins to declare a word over Abram and Sarah. And he says, Sarah will produce a baby. She's 90 years old, guys. And Abram is 100. See, what grace can do is beyond what human effort can do. When our human effort ends and our strength ends, grace can do beyond that. Jesus can do beyond that. Okay? All right, let's pray. Let's close our eyes. Father, we thank you, Jesus. You're the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Thank you. I give you glory, God Almighty. We give you praise. That Jesus has appeared to your life. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. He's been after you since, since the start. Like we read in Micah chapter 5, his goings forth has been since the old days from everlasting, from eternity, since long ago. He's been going forth. He's been appearing. He's been after his children. His love has moved him, has 
carried him to go beyond time and space. He's broken through into our, into our world, into our dimension. So that he would save us, so that he would change us. He came to die for the entire world. Whosoever believes, whosoever believes shall be saved.